and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Good morning, everyone. My name is Seth Trimmer. I'm a pastor of an Every Nation church in Corvallis, Oregon, in the United States. I'm happy to be here in the Philippines teaching at Every Nation Seminary this week, and I'm also happy to be delivering this morning devotional to y'all. So uh, we're going to start in Mark chapter 1 and verse 21, going through verse 28. This is uh, attached to uh, the miracle series, looking at the miracles of God all the way through Scripture from beginning to end. And this is a really powerful one coming from the life of Jesus in the Gospel of Mark. So it says in the Gospel of Mark chapter 1, verse 21, they went to Capernaum. And when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. And the people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know you are the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly, and come out of him. Now the impure spirit shook the man violently, came out, with a shriek. And then the people were all so amazed that they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching and with authority? He even gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him. And news about him spread quickly all over the whole region of Galilee. One of the really amazing things about this verse is that it happened so early on in Mark's gospel. When the gospel writers wrote about the life of Jesus, they really had at least two big goals that they had to accomplish. Number one, they needed to introduce us to Jesus who he was, what his mission was, and everything that he was going to accomplish. But also, they wanted to show that Jesus was fulfilling all of the scriptures that had come before him at the same time. And there's some really amazing things that are coming, even out of this passage early on in the life of Jesus, that are important for us to consider. Uh, Namely, that at the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, he is going directly after spiritual beings in the unseen realm that are in rebellion to their creator God a.k.a. demons. Jesus is going after the demonic. And if you have read the Old Testament, it might actually cause you to scratch your head a little bit, because where in the Old Testament do you see anyone casting out demons? It's not exactly a regular spiritual practice that you see of God's people. Although there had developed this anticipation and expectation that someone would one day come from the royal line of David, and part of their life and their ministry would somehow to deal with these powers, these principalities, and these demons that are absolutely infesting not only the land, but completely tormenting God's people as well. And that's exactly what Jesus begins to do. So a couple of things that, uh, that we can note here. Number one, Jesus is teaching in a synagogue. And as he's teaching in the synagogue, people are really uh, blown away by him. You could say impressed with him, taking notice of him for one very important reason. He's not just teaching like everyone else would. Uh, a synagogue was a gathering of probably at least 10 families or so in this, uh, in this time, in this place. And they would often read at least a portion of the scriptures during their gathering times of worship and would often have guest teachers that would come and be able to read the text or maybe give some sort of context for it. But normally what people would do would just be to read the text and then give an expectation of what someone else said about the text. And that would be it. But Jesus isn't coming quoting anybody else. He's reading the text and he's teaching the text authoritatively as if his own voice is giving meaning and direction 
to the words that are on the page. And this is what is stunning people, that Jesus is speaking as a man who actually has authority, taking the position as a teacher that I haven't just come to present new ideas to you, I've actually come with a measure of authority, that the words of God himself, Jesus is able to command. Um, and this is quite amazing. But what is, takes it one step further in this teaching moment, this isn't just a polite religious service, there's actually someone that is uh, being tormented by an unclean spirit, as it's described here, that interrupts the meeting. And this demonic manifestation that cries out knows exactly who Jesus is and interrupts everything until Jesus casts him out. So Jesus is not just teaching, tickling people's brains with new ideas. He's actually bringing a level of authority into the words that he says and is demonstrating his authority, even by the ability to speak to this unclean spirit. And one of the ways that we come to appreciate Jesus is that he is not just a good teacher. He's a man of authority and action. He comes to heal and to deliver and to save and to forgive and to even cast out demons, doing all of this um, from the prerogative of God himself. And so there's a couple of things that I want to just touch on and highlight from this passage as you're getting your day started, as maybe you want to meditate on or consider or be grateful for or even worship God in relationship to what you're hearing here uh, in this little devotional moment. Is first things first. It is easy to put Jesus in a very small category of who he is or what he is allowed to do. It's easy to treat Jesus as truly just another good teacher. You can read the gospel accounts. You can even read Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount, and you can read uh, Jesus's ethics. You can read about his lifestyle that he calls his believers to follow. And then quickly Christianity can become like a moral list of do's and don'ts, uh, things that we're supposed to do or we're not supposed to do. And Jesus just becomes kind of a, a theology that we have in our head, right ideas that we believe about God. So if someone were to give us a test, we'd be able to say like, oh yeah, well, God is you know, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and God is sovereign, and uh, God is eternal. And, and we, we could get maybe a lot of crucial categories about even Jesus, right? He's the Son of God and the Son of Man, 100% fully God, fully human. We could, salvate, we could say that salvation comes by grace through faith, uh, not by works. Like there's, a, there's so many things we can mentally get right. And yet, we can utterly miss the power and the authority of Jesus which is not just contained in good ideas, but in his presence that comes to set his people free. So I wanna encourage you that if there's any way where, and this happens even for me personally, where Jesus gets, just gets reduced down to the set of ideas we have in our head, or the lyrics that we sing when we come to him in worship, but allowing Jesus to be the true king of heaven and earth that has all authority, that can speak a word and set someone free from a demonic presence, that can speak a word and heal someone, no matter what their affliction might be, that can speak a word and even lift the dead back to life. This is the Jesus whom we serve. And the second thought that I wanna uh, encourage you guys with, I don't know if this is going to be as encouraging of a thought, but I just love the context of this Capernaum synagogue, that there is a person completely inhabited by an impure spirit in their midst. How many of you guys know that just because you go to church or involve a church or maybe you got it, you're, you're in a small group, or you're connected, that that somehow does not mean that you are in an isolated bubble where there is no demonic activity. In fact, inside the church, there is plenty of demonic 
uh, activity going around. It's not as if all the demons are messing with everybody outside of the church, but the church is our little safe little enclave where we can go to be spiritually kind of isolated from all that is going on out there. The truth of the matter is, is that we have every bit as much of spiritual warfare that happens in our life and even in church community, and so we should not be surprised by it. We should not be surprised by it. In fact, we should even expect it. We should expect that when we come to worship and then we come to pray, when we come to gather as God's people, whether it's in a small group or in a large setting, whether it's here online over a devotional, we should expect that the devil wants to resist those moments. We should expect that people walking in the room aren't just all shiny, happy Christians that have it all together, that they are dealing with untold amounts of things that are going on in their mental life, their emotional life, their spiritual life, that there is an enemy that's been assigned to them that could very well be tormenting in ways that we're not aware of. And so this shouldn't intimidate us, this shouldn't uh, frighten us, and this certainly, certainly shouldn't cause us to shrink back anytime we do experience any resistance when it comes to church. This should cause us to call on the name of Jesus. This should cause us to want to lean in, and this should cause us to want to trust in his authority to set people free even more. So if you find that church is messy, if you find that church tends to have very similar patterns as, as does the world, well, that's because Jesus is healing and saving and delivering people in his church, and that uh, this is just a right expectation. But our enemies are not flesh and blood. It is not the people themselves. Um, and I'm sure even this man with the impure spirit, I'm sure he was not the favorite of the synagogue. I'm sure he rubbed people the wrong way. I'm sure he had to be annoying. I'm sure this couldn't have been his first outburst or weird moment that he would have had in the synagogue community. And so too we are called to love God's people and see them delivered uh, from anything that might be holding them back from the full worship that God desires for them to express.
And so I want to pray for us here this morning uh, that we would trust Jesus, not just as a good teacher, to take him out of the box and uh, revive our trust in his authority and his power. If you yourself are just struggling, even in your worship and finding there's just a spiritual resistance in your life to fully come and obey Jesus, I want to pray for you. And I also want to pray that even as we come together as God's people, as you come as the disciples of Jesus into God's church, that you would come fully armored up, ready to serve and to love and to care for the people that desperately need to see that deliverance as well. So Father in heaven, I come to you in the name of the Holy One, Jesus. I come to you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth that could speak a word and set people free from any unclean spirit. And I am asking, Lord, that you would help our minds and our hearts to be filled with the presence of Jesus, with the love of Jesus and the power of Jesus, that you would help, our, uh, help us to not just reduce Jesus down to any small category, but I pray that he would be elevated up to the fullness of all that he truly is. And Father, I'm asking that your authority would come into your people, even this morning, that you would set free, you would give them the mind of Christ, and that you would give them peace that transcends understanding. I pray that you would rebuke any and every assignment of the enemy over each and every person watching this in the name of Jesus. And I pray that you would reveal yourself to them and that Jesus, you would draw near to them. I thank you for this. I thank you for the freedom that's not only coming to those that are listening to this, but I thank you for the freedom that's gonna come to so many others through our trust in your authority. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.